Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Match Ball. Hello there and welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, who will bag you another big three, Michael Normanton. Hey, very hey, good. Very do you want to do that and I'll uh, I'll get some things ready over here? Oh, pressing your buttons again, are you? pressing my bloody buttons. If you want someone competent to deal with things, <laughs> Levi Solicitors, they'll do you 10% off on a range of legal services, I all would, of which will work. I would describe myself as competent up to a point. I think that's a fair description. Uh, so yeah, which point? Uh, three points away from home, Rob against Cardiff City, who were terrible? Or is it that we're just dead good? That was a fantastically fun day. I think it was a bit of both. It, you know, we had Bamford scoring while he's on his ass. You had Junior Firpo just living his best life. You had their defenders bumping into each other for us to score. We should do that every week. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we got to miss a penalty, it didn't matter. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, I've just <laughs> looked at the, the stats, because uh, Fotmont breaks down big chances. 6-0 to zero on the big chances today. Right which pretty much reflects it, doesn't it? It's weird. We scored 13 minutes in, and by the time that goal went in, you were like, oh, that's been coming for ages. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird. Such an early goal, we were like, already you were, by that point, you were thinking, we're going to rule these missed chances. We, feel we, we should already be a couple up here. Yeah. We're, we're battering him, and as it was. But it was just one-way traffic, wasn't it? Yeah, completely. And then every point where you thought, oh, this could turn now, like half-time comes around, you think maybe they'll come out, made a couple of changes, maybe they'll come out fired we know, up. We know 2-0's Nothing. a dangerous, dangerous scoreline if you get the next goal. Mm. Miss yeah. a penalty, is that going to give them a boost? No, it's not, they couldn't give a toss. We're yeah. not even going to make a sub, we're going to really tire our own players <laughs> out. Nah. Another absolutely bizarre game where we're 2-0 up and completely in control of the game and yet the opposition are not trying to in any way win it back. It's weird mm. to watch, isn't it, at times? Yeah, but it's, you saw what happened when they did. I mean, God, they were useless. You could sense the the disquiet in the stadium where every time they did get the ball they were just pumping it anywhere and you could see their, their fans kind of going fucking hell every time they're clearing it but then when they try playing out they just got themselves in trouble most of the time So it's difficult isn't it when the opposition is so superior that you feel like it's not fair and I remember and I'm not saying that to be a dickhead because I remember us playing like Man City and feeling like mm. this isn't fair why can't we compete it's it, not right it was nice though at the start of that second half like you say you, you do slightly worry about oh are they going to come out but then Within about a minute, their fans were booing them because they just were refusing to press us. And it was mm. like, oh, cool. They're just going to do exactly the same thing and make this really easy for us. And it, and it turned into a stroll, didn't it, in the end? Mm. Like, there, was, there was no point at which I felt any jeopardy in that game. There was a little, perhaps a moment or two at 2-0 when I thought if they come out at the start of the second half and set about us, then we might just have to be on our guard here. But you always felt like you know there was probably a third goal in that for us mm. um, at, at that point. But they never did, did they? they? They were just as bad and as low in confidence when they came out for the second half as they were in the first. Yeah. I mean, what did 
apart from Melier coming out of his box to get involved, I don't think he had anything to do all day, did he? Did he make a single no, he save? He made one save like towards the end of the second half, and I think that was their first shot on target. Mm-hmm. And it was a really comfortable save as well. Yeah, they they had a lot of shots that were that went 10, 20 yards wide over some combination of the two, didn't they? I was enjoying that. Every time they had one, it's like, good, keep doing that. I think, was it about an hour into that game when we looked at the stats and they'd had four touches in our box? <laughs> yeah. just, just nothing, just nothing at all. Um, have we got anything to moan about? Asks Lee. Normanton, help. Missed oh, another penalty. That's the YouTube comments, by the way. We are live on YouTube for the TSP Plus members. That, uh, you catching this afterwards? That Gruev booking, that was a disgrace. Mm. That was a brilliant tackle. Mm. Although he was both feet off the floor and flying a bit. No? Yeah, you've yeah. got soft, Dan. No? Game's gone. No, I, I don't want to see that given as a, as, a, uh, as a booking in any way, shape or form. No, it was weird, actually. You say there's anything to complain about. Not really, but I feel like several of our players were not actually at their best. We didn't, some, we didn't need to be. No, like, Somerville, for example. Somerville. Yeah, like Somerville had a bit of an off day, but he was still involved in two goals. He got an assist for one, didn't he? He pulled know. it back to Rute, didn't he? And did he assist the first one as well? Or was that he assisted Furpo? the second one. Second James. James. Yes. So like, he was still involved in loads of stuff. Still caused him a lot of problems, but actually had some quite bad touches. There was one where he was put through on goal and you typically expect him to take a touch and score, but he more or less passed it to the goalkeeper on it. There was another one where it was pulled back to him and he put it wide. And like these are chances you've we've come become accustomed to him taking. Just saying to one of my friends before we were messaging back and forth today about um about Somerville and it was like a golfer when you just can't quite trust his swing. Mm. Yeah, so he wasn't great, but still didn't need to be, did Still it? did well. We should talk more about how good we were though. Yeah, we were very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean. It felt like it felt like on another day, if all those players had actually had good days, we could have probably been about talking about a seven mm-hmm. or eight no win there because to, to the chances we had and how easily we seemed to be able to cut through them. Yeah, but the fact that you were saying when we scored the opening goal, it felt like it had been coming. Compare that to our previous away performances mm-hmm. where we've been getting beat, and it's felt like it's been a real slog to try create anything. Whereas today, I just thought we were moving the ball really quickly from the start. We're moving it forward. We're getting our attacking players into the game, which we just haven't done mm. in those away games. And it was like, yeah, we're just in our groove straight away. Interesting, wasn't it? How uh, to see how the inclusion of Bamford up front with Georgie just floating around doing his own thing um, behind him, how it's changed us. And I did wonder, like, it's one of the theories I've been floating about, like when we've been speaking to Phil, because he knows what he's talking about, I think, um, about whether Bamford is a slightly more basic kind of championship option up front in many ways. And it's, it's, um, we can play a more direct style of football. He can just, you know, play off the, the shoulder of the of the last man, you know, that kind of thing. In some ways. Versus the intricate passing all the time. And it seems to it seemed to actually work today. But in some ways, is it just a personnel change? Because this is kind of what people have been asking for for a while, is that we don't see Piro doing number 10. We see Rute doing it. Rute's much better at it. Yeah. Is the, is the evidence we've seen. So, yeah, I mean... Thought, thought Bob of giving him man of the match today, by the way, statistically. Rute. Eight point seven out of ten. I guess did all of our players get above seven? I'm guessing uh, they probably did. Yes. Yeah, yeah they did. Um lowest was was grey at seven. But yeah, you're talking road on seven seven, seven one for Ampadu. Oh, I thought it was excellent today. That's on but they did this right algorithm according yeah, yeah. to passes. So if the defenders don't have that much to do, which they didn't really, mm. did they? Then um the uh, forward players are always going to score more highly than that. But yeah, seven point one for Kamara Junior, which we'll get onto in a minute, seven point six. Somerville eight point one. You see what I thought. I thought Somerville just had a real off day today, but that assist then um, boosts his numbers, doesn't it? James, 8.4. Bamford, 8. 8.7 for Georgie. What were Grove and Kamara? I thought they were really good. Uh, Kamara, 7.1. Grove, 7.9. Yeah, Grove's, Grove's best good. game, wasn't it? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Grove. 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 Yeah. As Johan, uh, Brim, Johan Brim Grove. Grove was called. 
Well, so we had Bryn Law on the commentary because um, we were getting uh, relays from our Germany office, weren't we, today? Yes. Yeah. It's where we are now, actually. We've got a replica of this built in Europe. Mm. So we can fly, out, UTV fly out and legitimately watch our UTV, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We, which we did pay for, by the way, from Germany in yeah. Deutschmarks. In Deutschmarks. Yeah. Sure <laughs> uh, but yeah, we were excellent today. And George is just so much fun, isn't he? He's just great value. I think uh, somebody described him as the least conventional footballer. I've ever seen. Just do, every time he, he doesn't do, and it never ever does the thing you expect, does he? Like no. the way he'll pick it up and turn. You you can see normally a pass that is an option, and he'll just set off doing his own thing, spinning about. Yeah, at his own pace with his own ideas in mind. Yeah, but he's great. There was a chance for him in the second half. Seventy minutes, I made a note of it. It was one that he hit well over, mm. but we were just playing it like walking football pace, just mm. knocking it around and dribbling past and just completely taking the piss. It was great fun. I was thinking for the third goal, if I was a Cardiff fan, you would just be completely losing your head watching mm. like your own players bump into each other but thankfully they'd all gone by then so they didn't have to watch it <laughs> you just know sometimes as a fan don't you like there's just no point in us being here mm. it's, yeah. a, it's a bad day and I need to go home the third goal was was a nice illustration as well of just having better players and in that case just a faster player because most times in the championship those two defenders who end up clattering into each other aren't being put under that level of pressure at that point in a game by that faster player so they're just able to deal with it but as when it you is, say fast player are you talking about Bamford here Bamford he's, I am, I am quick, just... he's quick enough <laughs> yeah well what, well what he does though he occupies the, the centre halves and he just he blusters about causing trouble which gives all the, the sort of mm. perhaps silkier players who operate just behind him and out wide like Dan James for example I'm coming to talk about silky players um, the space in which to kind of operate mm. whereas he's just keeping things busy up there he's, like, he's kind of the attritional front man yeah because I do I do think Georgie, wherever he plays, he's just going to do Georgie things. Mm. Like when he's been playing as a number nine, he's been doing that all season. And I got really sad in midweek and was like looking at his heat map to compare what if he does anything different depending on what position he plays. And he's never in the box really. Like mm. even if he's playing as a striker, he's never in the box. He's just dropping deep, drifting wide. Again, just taking the piss, whatever he does. Like he's great fun to watch. As Tom's just saying in the YouTube comments, as Brennan Tony said, here's the easy way, the hard way, and the Jorginho way, <laughs> which I really like that. He was great. And a nice little um, Luke Ayling tribute with his celebration as well when he oh, finally did get his know, goal as well. I know. That was a nice touch. It was, yeah. He's won today as well, aren't he, Ayling? Did Bill Millsborough win in they the were, end? Yeah, they were winning when I last they kicked checked. off late, didn't they? Have they seen it out? Yeah, oh, of course they did, yeah. Let's have a look, shall we? Were, and, and we can celebrate their win because they're playing Millwall. Yes, Millwall won Middlesbrough 3, a Luke, yeah. in, uh, Luke Ayling-inspired victory by the looks of it. He got 7.3 out of 10 on oh, his debut. Luck, no, no assists or anything like that. Um, but yeah, they... They won a bit of a canter in the end. So, mm. so well done you lot. Yeah, hey? We can afford to be generous today, can't we? Yeah, Bamford was another one who I thought in some ways wasn't brilliant, but got a goal and was generally quite effective. So you can go, oh, well, fine. If he scores every week, everything, it's fine. There's times when he just seems to take forever or, I mm. don't know, you sort of think, come on, Pat, but he'd already scored by then. You think, don't really care now, it's fine. Yeah, there was, there was another chance today. Dan James put him through didn't he, in the first half when he, he went with his right foot, which I was actually mm. pleased to see because often he's tried to tries to have four or five touches and work it onto his left on it but he went early on his right it was a decent save by the keeper actually closed him down well and there was another one was it offside in the end I think it might have been where Furpo headed it across to him and he put it wide Is that the one he, just took, that? he just took forever didn't he when he was like yeah no, just put it in yeah but, but, yeah. hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Interesting point here by Hutchie, actually, in the YouTube comments. Just asking, um, does anyone miss the excitement of pressure with these easy wins? Not today. No. No. Maybe uh, maybe over time. I think, but it has been noticeable, particularly at Ellen Road this season, when um, the crowd's been flat, because you can see we're so superior to the opposition Mm. from most games. Like, if you look, if you contrast it with the Ipswich game, when it felt like there was some real jeopardy, Mm. versus most of the games we've had at Ellen Road this season, then, you you know, the jeopardy kind of increases the atmosphere. But then the rest of them sometimes look like a training exercise because you just expect us to try and figure out how to get through this defence. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I don't know, I think after the last couple of seasons and the stress of being in the Premier League and particularly all the stress they've built up over trying to avoid relegation, why get stressed about this? I'm I'm happy to to have a bit of a break from it. I'm not going to get stressed about it because it is, you know, a number of days ago that we were losing two consecutive away days and feeling miserable about it. So a nice steady 3-0 win without them laying a glove on you. I was yeah, going to say, fine. plenty of time for pressure later in the season as well. So you've got to yeah. take these days when they come and, and it, enjoy it is, them. it is just a reminder, after you have those little wobbles like we had over Christmas with the two consecutive defeats, where you just go, actually, we are all right. And, you know, over the course of the season, which is how you have to judge these things. I don't know if you've seen that's how the league tables mm-hmm. do work, um, despite what that Arsenal fan that we referenced... Uh, well, we're breathing we down fell. Leicester's neck, aren't we, after today? After they've... <laughs> after they collapsed, are they finished? They've, they've, they have collapsed. That's yeah. exactly what they did today. I mean, Bra- bo- the bold fraud, even? A mere 14 points clear of us now. Mm. Well, pressure's on. Pressure's on big time. <laughs> Southampton into second, though. So a bit of pressure on Ipswich, actually. Yeah, well, they've had a wobble and now they've been deposed from second. It's gonna. It could do funny things to them, the pressure mm. camp. When you've been the one that's been hunted down, as we saw when we didn't go up under the first season with Bielsa in charge, it can, uh, it can do funny things... Um, Funny things to you, can't it? Yeah, but that leaves us 11 points clear of seventh. Mm-hmm. We're in the playoffs. Yeah. We're, yeah, yeah. we're very firmly in the playoffs. You've said <laughs> well, you know, I, I, think, I think it's still there to be got. Second place is still there to be got it if we just is. yeah, if we just stick stick to it. We've still got to play Southampton. We've got most of the tough away games out of the way. I was going to say, it's been noted that all our away games between now and the end of the season are teams outside the top eight. And then we've obviously, obviously we're going to have harder games. Top at, eight until we play them. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is true. 
and they might may win some games against us. But yeah, you know what's funny today? I've made no notes basically. It's because you're a professional. No, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think you ever make notes. Today. <laughs> no, I do what I, what I try and do. I, I try and make sort of the broad, overarching notes of stuff that we should talk about. But I felt like today was almost such an easy win. Mm. There's, there's nothing I needed to say that's original or no great talking points from the game other than we went out there and did the job that we were supposed to do mm. I make I make, normally keep a little note of anything each individual player does it's quite telling that like Ampadu and Rodan I don't really have any notes I've just put easy game and calm written next to them because they didn't have an awful lot to do Rodon made an excellent header in the first half when I think it was mm. still 1-0 at that point and the cross came in and their striker was waiting at the back post to score albeit have probably missed given mm. the way they played but he made a brilliant header to clear that but they, yeah, they just like they were in cruise control, weren't they? I really enjoyed Ampadu, that really early chance he had from a corner, just knocking Junior Furpo to the floor. Like, Junior, <laughs> yeah. get out of the way. I'm having this. Shall we sell some more fullbacks? Just keep selling them all and don't need them. Well, I thought Ampadu moved to centre back. That was fine. Um, Furpo's injured now, so that's thankfully got rid of a left back because having two was was a cheat. Um, Grove was fine in midfield, wasn't he? Mm, he can play centre half. He does it for Bulgaria. Mm. Just keep selling defenders, see what happens, see where we end up. Yeah, I mean, just on the the fullback thing, like Jim in the comments just saying they still want a right and a left back, don't want that result to come into the Americans that they're not needed. By the sounds of it, it's actually Farker who's more reluctant to get the players in at this stage. But you see, we, we Junior obviously got his customary injury towards the end there, and you thought... It's funny, because I said I thought I'd seen Furpo indicating mm. he needed to come off, but then he was taking a free kick a minute afterwards, and, I, and there was some confusion whether it was a goal kick, uh, throw-in or a free kick. And I was like, oh no, it's fine, he's not injured. He was just he was just trying to get clarification over that, but then he did go off and you saw him limping. It's like it's this again. It's this again. The um, the 49ers got a lot of praise in the summer for doing the very obvious thing. And I can't think of anything more obvious than Leeds United needing to sign a left back, given I mean, it's been obvious for about five years. You just ensure yourself against failure, don't you? If you get the bodies in right and a left back, just to give yourself those options, rather than every week to week you're thinking, well, what if we do pick up an injury or you know, we're replacing one injured fullback with one that's just coming back from injury. Yeah. Like, learn the lesson, surely. If, especially if they've got the, the headroom, like, you know, financially speaking, anyway. Yeah, I mean, the two left-backs we've got have both been out injured a lot this season. And in Furbo's case, well, in both of their cases, they've both been out injured for the majority of the past three years. Are we discounting Leo Yelder? But he's, he started the season at left-back he's against a, Cardiff. He's a centre-back. Mm. let's be generous he's a centre-back for somebody else let's say he's a <laughs> centre-back from the bits we saw should we talk specifically about each of the goals then because I don't think we've actually done that yet have we um, Bamford's on the floor which we just again we just started laughing at didn't we 12 minutes in which is one of the few notes I did make in the in the first half I've got, I've got the 1-0 then after about 20 minutes I put should be 3 up um, 23 minutes road on important header and then 25 minutes Paddy 1-on-1 one -on -one. that was the moment at which I was like oh god no, please don't throw this away but it was it turned into a procession didn't it but yeah 1-0 on the floor um, Somerville did well as well in the build-up to that, didn't he? Mm, yeah, it was nice. Some dancing feet. Sort of tenacious as well, because it was caught up with a couple of defenders, wasn't it? And he managed to battle his way through and get it across. Furpo yeah. was involved in the build-up to that, wasn't it? Before he, was. he ended up stood as the number nine, which he did a few times today, which mm. I really enjoyed. Yeah, um, there was, I like the bit where, sorry, we're flitting about here, but the bit where Bamford was on the right wing and Furpo was over there getting in his way. Lads, Furpo was overlapping, wasn't he, on the right wing? And then he went, yeah, and then he was pressing the goalkeeper. I was like, Junior. You're meant to be playing left back. <laughs> Does what he wants. As, as I tweeted today from the Squareball account, it's uh, he's a free spirit and he played a good free role today. He does. And now he gets a month off as well, which is yeah. nice for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's middle of January. He needs a rest. He's, he's been working hard in recent weeks. 
Um, and then Dan James makes it 2-0, not long after I made that note, actually, about Paddy missing the one-on-one. That's the point at which I stopped making notes in the first half, which I think, when we went 2-0 up, that's the point at which I thought, ah, yeah, we know we know which way this one is going and should go. But there's that, just that little Leeds United voice in your mind going, don't get too complacent, mm. don't get too complacent. Kamara was very good in the build-up, so that wasn't he? Did, he nicked the ball off that midfielder. Yeah. And again, going back to our midfield, I feel like in those away games we've lost, I've been looking at our midfield going, should you just be getting a grip of this? Because it feels like we've been dragged down to like a very champoy game. Mm. Whereas I felt like Kamara and Gruev today just got stuck in, kept the ball moving, and they didn't really let us get dragged down to that. We just kept on the front foot all the time, which was really good. Yeah. Um, you're, you're a massive Pablo fan, um, Rob. I am. Is Gruev on course to become our new Pablo? Asks James. <laughs> Great vision at times. I hope I d- so. I don't know if that's tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> I, ho- I hope it is. It would be a turn-up for the books. But yeah, let's let's find out, I guess. Yeah. yeah, he had nice fluffy hair today. I did notice that. Did you want to ruffle it? Yeah, you do. You bring nice up hair in most. Sh- have you realised this? You bring up hair yeah, in most just, shows. Just keeping a track of it. Just <laughs> hair, watch, <laughs> hair watch. Hey, the, da- the dead man. We could do that as a regular, uh, as the, regular. The, the dead man's wig was seen in my house this morning. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, the, you know, like which for the benefit of anybody who doesn't know what the dead man's wig <laughs> is. <laughs> Michael took his kids because Michael's like this for a day out, and you ended up in the. It's in like a, in the charity shop. It's the charity well. shop that's attached to the kind of the the household recycling centre, isn't it? And you can take stuff there to be. Sold on, you know. Yeah, and my son bought, upcycling. And my son bought a wig. He wanted that, a dead man's wig. It was not like a fancy dress wig, but an actual wig that yeah. someone would wear who was bald. Yeah. Um, and he was wearing it this morning when I got up. Right. <laughs> He'd, Ta- um, taunting you. <laughs> he had he had sunglasses and that on, and was just roaming about the house. <laughs> was he playing an American cop from the seventies? <laughs> it's quite stunning. You open your eyes, and you're like, oh, okay, that's going on, is it? <laughs> Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Dead man's wig. Where, how did we get there? We were talking, about, no we were talking about the second oh, goal. Oh, we were just talking about Groove's hair. That's, oh, where, right. it, yeah. that's where it came up. Second from. goal, sorry. Mm. Um, Dan James, not offside, was he? Uh, there were loads of players like, down by the byline, one in the middle. Let's assume it was, it was fine. People sliding about, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like every time Dan James scores, I always feel like, oh, he deserved that today, did Dan James? Yeah. Because of his work. Because he's always just legging it about the entire game, isn't he? It's nice as well. Cardiff fans were booing him and Rodon before the game mm. had even started because of their Swansea pasts. Mm. So it was nice for James to get the goal. I think Somerville was good in the build-up to that as well, wasn't it? Yes. Because he had like three players around him and then suddenly he just created space for himself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for someone who had a bad game, he did loads of good <laughs> yeah, stuff. Just thinking now <laughs> as we go for it. And he had, the, and he had that shit penalty. Yeah, we've, been, um, we've been toying with um, Junior Furpo names, nicknames, pet names. Mm. Furp Goat, Paul, is going for... Roberto for 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 Perto Carlos? No. 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 We'll keep working on it. I mean he's we're not going to see him for a few weeks, are we? So wouldn't it be nice if he's just had a bit of cramp, if that's what it turns out to be. He was in he was singling needed to come off, but just because he's played it. I mean he got to like eighty four minutes or something, didn't he? I think he's just such a nice guy. He wants to get by him in just a few minutes. Maybe. Know? No pressure for his injuries, it's fine. Uh it's yeah, fun. just running through the goal. So yeah, two nil. What else happened in the build up to that? That was it, really. They were trying to play it out, weren't they? Kamara nicked it off him, passed to Somerville. He crossed it. Well, did well he, shoot he, he wasn't. Yeah. A, yeah, whatever happened. He did well. It was <laughs> something, fine. something went on and Dan James tapped it in. <laughs> something went on and Dan James tapped it in. That's the Square Ball podcast for searing analysis. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Watch the goal if you want. <laughs> I was just trying to re- refresh my memory about what uh, what we actually did, but you know, never mind. I did. My other notes from the first so, Some stuff happened. You know what it was. It's by the, It's the only bit of my notes that are, I've written in caps. 27 minutes. Why Melier? Mm. Mine says Melier's a lunatic. Oh, was that when he came out? Yeah. Ampadu was just running alongside their defender, calmly dealing with everything. Then out of nowhere, Melier appears and did, they... 
they actually get to it first. And Didn't he like head it over the attacker or something? <laughs> yeah, because I think I think their striker got a little touch on it, but then Melier like intercepted it with his head and the whole thing was just were you willing, so unnecessary. Were you willing them to bring Chris Clarsen straight off the bench at that point? Yes. Right, good. Um, and then, yeah, that was my last note of the first half was the one-on-one. I felt quite comfortable going into half-time, don't know about you. Uh, yeah. It, it felt pretty relaxed. They said, yeah. As long as we can come out and not do something stupid at the start of that second half. At, the, at half-time, their XG from open play, because I think they'd had one header off a corner, their open play XG was 0.04. Right. Which I don't know if you know is, is not much. No. It's a, not much threat at all, isn't that? That was like that 35-yard hit that, I mean, it went well wide in the end, but mm. we were like, just laughing. That'd be so fucking Leeds if that guy's in after we've created all these chances. <laughs> Goal of the season. <laughs> I mean, their finish, their, their XG by the end was still only 0.37 to yeah. our 3.73. So it was a, it was a pretty fair reflection of the scoreline. Um, but we could genuinely have had four, mm. five or six there. Just looking down, Dan James hits the bar, doesn't he? That nice bit mm. of interplay with him and Archie Gray. Which that looked like it was going over actually, and then it hit the bar. We're like, oh, obviously yeah. that was pretty close. Did you did you sigh uh, a sigh of relief at seventy nine? Then when the penalty was given, because you were like, I mean, there was like a not pat, not pat, not pat, not pat. You've been doing so well, pat, recently. Don't ruin this for yourself. Don't ruin this for yourself. But that penalty, Somerville kind of summed up his day, didn't it? Really? What when he got two assists? No, nah, but he just he just <laughs> I felt like like I was saying earlier on, like you just you couldn't trust his swing today. It just for whatever reason it just wasn't happening for him today. Apart from the two assists. Apart from, <laughs> apart from the two assists. Even the did way he get, did he get two assists? Sort of, maybe. I think he sort well, of he's, did. Got, he's got one, hasn't he? Well, stats. Uh, I don't know. We'll give him two. Even the way we won that penalty was great though, because Rodon basically cleared the ball for them. Mm. And yet they still gave us a penalty. I, I mean I guess the point is if that's one of his bad days, yeah. That's all right, isn't it? Um yeah. all things considered. The but penalty, yeah. yeah, the penalty uh, we only got one angle of it, didn't we? It looked a little bit soft. And he, he actually properly looked to that side of the goal with his like with his eyes, as you tend to look with your eyes. Um, he looked where he was going to put it. Yeah. Keeper went the right way. I mean, he probably would have put it in because he hit it. Dead hard. You're a big advocate of kicking the ball dead he, hard. It wasn't that hard. wasn't that hard. He kicked his other on penalty. A scale of t- on a scale of one to ten. Five. Right. Not as hard. His penalty the other week kicked that hard. Yep. And you're an advocate for kicking it in the net as well, aren't you? Yes. Crucially. As opposed to like on the post. The post, yeah. yeah. Post yeah. off target, isn't it? Is there any point then where you thought, oh shit, this could come back to bite us with 10 minutes to go? Because we kind of managed those next few minutes and then he made the subs, didn't he, in the, like the 80 minutes mm. just to break up the break up the play. What did you feel like going into those last 10? I just don't think there was any danger. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my notes from the start of the second half and there's a chance, the Somerville chance which he put wide the Somerville chance, which him and Rutter played a one-two and like chips it over the defence mm. and he volleyed it over. Two minutes after that, uh, Dan James, his chip hit the bar and then two minutes after that, my note just says, fuck me, they're awful. So <laughs> I don't think there was really ever any danger, was there? No, no. And then... It, um, the, one, the one time they did get in behind that looked dangerous, I think they just passed it straight to Melier off a cross. Yeah. Which I think count, it might have even counted as a shot because um, it, was, it was vaguely towards him. Just on Furpo, comments now coming through from the post-match. Phil has just reportedly said that it's a dead leg for Furpo. Shouldn't be an issue. Okay. I don't know if, if dead leg means it'll have to come off. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, sepsis in the leg. It's going to it's gonna have to, yeah, it's going to have to be removed. <laughs> off it comes. Sorry, G. Bottle of brandy. Has left, so. his, left his leg in Wales. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah, so dead leg shouldn't be that. I mean, dead legs can be bad actually, depending on the amount of damage, or it can be, it can be like three days or three weeks. I mean, as a it? rule, anything dead is not good, is it? Mm, no, 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 because like that was a dead leg. Do you remember when Rafinha got that bad one where someone absolutely mm. someone City up, won it? That yes, it was. It was. Um, oh, it was, it was cynically twatted by what's his mush, wasn't he? Fernandinho. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah. That was. I think that was technically a dead leg, but it was 
very, very big impact. Very dead. That? Very dead. But um, back to the goals, 3-0. And it was dead funny watching us basically walk, try and walk it in. And, and for Georgie to get his goal as well, because I feel like he's deserved when all the, all the fun stuff he's done in recent weeks. Mm. But I mean, I say, I'm just, just describing it then. There's a smile on your face. If you can I'm... pick anyone for a goal, you want it to be him, don't you? Just because, you know, he's, he's fun and he'll enjoy it. Yeah. And he did. And, and the, the celebration, <laughs> be still, my beating heart. The tribute to, uh, to Luke Allen was, was nice, wasn't it? Yeah. We g- we gave it a big celebration for that, but I think we were just celebrating how hilarious the goal was yeah. more than anything. And then the fact that it was Rutter that scored it topped it all off for hilarity, I think. Mm. Oh, it was just great. It felt like it had been coming for ages, didn't it, the goal yeah. as well? Because we'd had basically a full half of pressure again, missed a penalty, missed several other chances. You're like, come on. It, even, even though it's at a stage where it, it's almost because it's reached the stage where it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, we'll, we can score now. We can, we'll finally get it just to finish this one off now because it's they're not going to get back in anyway, so we'll just add a third. I think their keeper was sat on his ass twice in the build-up to that because we were just, yeah. again, taking the piss and just waiting until we were ready to score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those as well when you see it getting pulled back and you're like, oh, he misplaced it, Pat can't reach it. Oh no, it's the right pass, Pat's yeah. left it. I did shout, what are we doing at that point? I was, I was panicking that we were going <laughs> to mess. Lads. I was panicking we were going to mess another chance <laughs> up. And obviously, Ruta's nice and calm with it as well and he mm. takes, a, takes a touch, lets everyone slide about the box trying to stop him and then just puts in the net because he'd had that chance as well to score earlier on mm-hmm. and he and we, yeah, uh, yeah of course the one where he uh, tried to lob the keeper didn't he yeah and you felt oh, that's unfortunate yeah but yeah there were so many chances in the game there was, well, there was another one as well that was pulled back to him on the edge of the area that he put over yeah I think Robin was that one so he could have had a couple by that point but um, yeah happy days it's quite nice yeah, yeah anyone who says it's boring nah, it's just good <laughs> yeah. it's just good this is what it feels you have to be stress free maybe we are addicted to the stress though Maybe we are, just a bit. No, I'm just, just content today. You're happy just to have the contentment? Yeah. It is a much nicer feeling than living at your wit's end every, every <laughs> week. But um, the white kit, still undefeated in the white kit. Mm. It is our lucky talisman, whereas obviously we know the blue one is um, is completely jinxed. Yeah, what are we in next? Uh, it's, well, it's a home game, isn't it? So it'll be a home kit. Yeah, um, that's generally how yeah. things work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably playing Under that. the competition rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's good. But praise for Gurev as well from Farka today in the post-match, just reading Phil's tweets, saying uh, it's a position where we never had a problem, where we never had problems, sorry. Ilya had to wait a bit, a lot. Today he showed that he's a top, top player with a top mentality. Very good. Yeah, we were saying he's played with Ampadu before, hasn't he? And it's not been quite right in there, the balance. Well, to say just like... with reference to Ampadu, Farka said Gurev gave Leeds exactly what Ampadu has given them in mm-hmm. midfield this season as well. So maybe they maybe they can't cross the streams like that. They just need to have one or the other. Because yeah. I think that was the first time he started with Kamara. Yeah, it he feels just started like with Gray wouldn't uh, last week, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. So, but that, that's like really good if he emerges as a proper option in mm. midfield. Because I mean, he, he's played in the Bundesliga. He should sort of yeah stand out, shouldn't he? And, and he, he was good. He was decent against Peterborough mm. as well, wasn't he? But yeah, I thought I think today's his best I game. I think uh, Fark has mentioned it before as well. Like when everyone's going mad about rotation and everything, Farker's point has always been the team just gradually evolves through the season anyway. And you've mm. kind of seen that in the last few weeks that it's a very different team to what started the season, basically. Yeah, yeah. like but Pirro's out now, isn't he? And Bamford's mm. in and you can't drop Bamford on the basis of what's happening in recent weeks. Um, Farker describing it as, his, as our most uh, mature performance of the season. We've had electrifying performances at home. Cardiff's a difficult place to come. Um, so to be in control, overall, pretty happy. We kept them totally quiet. The win was never in doubt. I was especially pleased with the control. Sometimes when you're 2-0 in the lead, you feel too comfortable. We stayed with our foot on the gas. Mm. Yeah. It was a, a very, it was a very different type of away performance that compared to some of the stuff we've seen 
particularly over the Christmas break, mm. wasn't it? Um, but, you know, different opponents and all that. The way we kept the pressure up was impressive, actually, because we it would be easy to tune it up with five minutes to go for Dan James not to keep pressing or yeah. whatever. But it, it did just feel like we were not willing to let that one go for a second there. So. Yeah. Good. All good. All do good. more of it. Happy days. Do more of that. What have we got coming up this week then? Um, so Monday with Phil. We'll get the view from the press box. We'll do some propaganda. Come and get some nice propaganda. Can do. I'm trying to think what I found with Cardiff earlier. Mm, earlier in the season. I don't think there's too much of it, but we'll find some. We'll find some. I feel like almost... It's going to be too comfortable of a win to get any any real fury. I feel like the, there's, you're going to find apathy with Cardiff fans just being like, ah, not fair. And we're in that, we're in that strange half week off for half the Premier League as well, aren't we? Mm. So there might not be too much there. We'll find something. Find something. We'll find something for you. So that'll be coming sort of around Tuesday time and we'll uh, we'll be back to preview. Who's the next game? Preston. Mm. We've only just played them. Yeah, no. Three home games in a week as well, haven't we? Because um, we've got Preston and then the Norwich game, which has been rearranged from the weekend to midweek followed by the cup game against Plymouth. So Ellen Road three times in six or seven days. It's a lot of uh, lot of home trips. No point going home, is there? Should we just stay here? <laughs> stay in the office. All right, let's do that. We'll wrap it up there. Thanks for joining us on the live stream or if you're listening or watching afterwards and we'll be back with all the usual stuff through the rest of the week. See you in a bit. The Match Ball. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.